What's up, guys? I'm David Williams, the host of the Hoopball Grizzlies podcast. The Grizz Next Gen have a phenomenal young core, and the future is looking bright in Memphis. Come listen to our show and learn more about the most exciting young team in the league. You can find me on Twitter at dwill2111, and the show and other Grizzlies news are at Hoopball Grizz. Stop by and check us out. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. And we're back, Mavs Nation. How you doing? This is Lawrence Brooks. I am your Hoopball Mavs host. And today we'll just talk a little bit about today's matchup against the Jazz. I mean, kind of a letdown after we got such a great performance from Luka and Chris Stapps the night before. And then today they sat out. So today was a big rotational player fun fest on both teams. I mean, the Jazz didn't play um, Donovan Mitchell. Luka didn't play. Chris Stapps didn't play. And Rudy Gobert plays sparingly, but, I mean, we're really just here for the Mavs, right? So, um, not a whole lot in terms of them trying to accomplish anything out of today's game except for getting some rest. But it was a good chance to get a, a look at some of their role players and just to get a, a few people back in a groove. In particular, Tim Hardaway Jr., who found his found his way again. He had 27 points tonight. Um, he was extremely aggressive right from jump and I mean he's the third option on the team in scoring so it was quite natural to see him assume a more dominant role scoring the basketball he was aggressive off the dribble um, looking for a shot in transition um, trying to get to the basket and find people I mean he was a total playmaker and shot taker tonight um, for a team that was lacking both of their main options Um, another guy Seth Curry he hasn't necessarily been his best in the bubble. I mean, he was on fire prior to prior to them getting in there. But since he's been down there, he's battled a little bit of an injury. And then on top of that, he just hasn't found his groove in the gym. And it's supposed to be a shooter's gym. And he is all the bit of a shooter. So it's a little interesting that he hasn't necessarily had a big, you know, six or seven three-pointer game that he's capable of, of firing off at any time. If he's saving it for the playoffs, then that's perfect because they'll need every bit of him and his scoring ability when they get there. Um, whoever they face, it won't matter because they'll need his offensive services immediately. Um, Seth Curry himself, he looked to be okay tonight. I know I mentioned that he looked like he wasn't quite back from his leg injury last game, but in this game, he played 29 minutes. He had 22 points. Um, he was seven for 13 from the field and from the three, I mean, and he made two threes. He didn't take many, or I mean, I'm sorry, four threes, four for six from the three point line, which is great and about on par for what he's capable of doing on a nightly basis. So it was good to see him kind of get his, get his mojo back because once they get the playoffs started, if he can come in off the bench or as a starter, as a, you know, fourth option scorer. That's going to be huge. And I'm sure, you know, if they stagger him along with Trey Burke in the second unit, 
another guy who was a great pickup right before the bubble and has been playing well and has been a, a good spark plug off the bench. It seems like he's taken J.J. Barea's minutes. If you can have those two in the backcourt in the in the postseason, giving you a little bit of offensive firepower while Luka and Kristaps are, are resting, that's going to pay big dividends for them uh, moving forward. The best player on the team tonight, though, was uh, Bobin. Bobin should get more minutes. I don't know why. I don't know why Rick Carlisle doesn't play him more than he does. I mean, I can understand if he's a, a liability or limited, I should say, defensively, because he's not running out the shooters and he's not going to stay in front of a lot of guys um, as they're coming downhill in pick and roll situations. But he's long. He guards the paint really well. Um, he, I don't think he, I don't think he presents as much of a problem to where you can't have him on the floor because, because when you get to the offensive end, he's gonna give you, he's gonna give you good minutes. I mean, today he had 20 points. He was 7-11 from the field, six for six from the free throw line, which lets you know if he plays late in games, he's a capable free throw maker. He had two blocks and one assist. I mean, two blocks and one steal. So. He's active. It's not. It's not as if he doesn't give you anything, and I think his size it can be a problem for whatever he doesn't give you on the defensive end, or if there's just more to be desired. He will more than make up for it on offense with his presence, his ability to offensive rebound. He's longer than anybody, and his touch around the basket is great. So I think this. I think the coaching staff would be it would be great to see him get more minutes obviously i'm not one of the coaches on the staff but that is a a mystery to me as to why he doesn't play more and he played 25 minutes tonight which is a good chunk of time anytime he's been in games i mean he's been a stat stuffing machine and he's proved that he can produce when given the opportunity so i guess depending on personnel in the playoffs it'll still be interesting to see if they find some minutes to get him on the floor, because I think that he could be helpful. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't see a reason why you wouldn't want to play the guy. Uh, JJ Barea actually got a call up tonight. He played, so you know he had a cameo in today's game. He actually had 18 points and eight assists. I mean, he's a professional. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he's not going to come in and and do anything except for what he should do, which is make the right decisions off of pick and roll, get downhill. He has a, a terrific floater package in the lane. Um, so for a guy who's who's been playing sparingly or, or has been in and out of the lineup, he's still able to come in at a, any given's notice and give you quality minutes, um, whether that's someone in foul trouble in the backcourt or if it's just a night where it's rest. And tonight he proved just that. I mean, it was an up-and-down game. Dallas was actually down for a majority of the game. I mean, they took a lead late in the late in the third quarter or um, or in the second half, I should say. And for the majority of the game, Utah was just on fire. I mean, at halftime, they were, I think, 13 of 24 from, from the three-point line. And it wasn't as, as if Dallas wasn't being active defensively. Utah was just hitting shots at a high clip and it was um it was interesting to see i mean the way they were flying around defensively they clearly took this game serious they clearly wanted to come out in this game and um show and prove that that they're still a formidable ball club with their two stars sitting down for the night 
and I just, and just as professionals in general, you want to come out and have a good showing. You don't want to leave a bad taste in the coaching staff's mouth um, just because it seems to be a game that that is essentially a giveaway because their spot is already solidified and I, they don't have much r- wiggle room to move up and they're definitely not going to fall down to the A seed. So um, so today's game, it was good to see them just get out and get after it. Uh, Trey Burke got a few more minutes than normal. He played 23 minutes tonight, had 14 points, four assists. He was um, two of two from the three-point line. But again, as I mentioned earlier, he has been a big addition to them um, to pick him up as Philly let him go right before they got to the bubble. He's, um, he's a guy who can come in off the bench, fill it up quickly, their their entire offense is predicated predicated off of three point shot making, and he's a guy who can come in and, and hit two or three threes right off the bat, or in the game where he made like five threes, and it'll be a podium game for him where he was essentially maybe the difference maker in a playoff game when you're trying to just sneak one out because every game matters. So if you can sneak out a win here and there, from from an unlikely source being the person who got you over the top. He is one of those X-Factor type of guys that can get hot quick and be a difference maker or um, be a guy who can spell some of the starter guys for whatever reason it be, whether they're banged up, uh, foul trouble, or if Rick Carlisle is just trying to get them some extended minutes of rest um, while a game is going on. But it was encouraging to see him uh, continue to play well, continue to keep his foot on the gas as as they push forward to get into the playoffs he'll obviously be in the rotation as a guy who comes off the bench he's essentially taking Jalen Brunton's spot and I think his his ability to score and get downhill is something that Rick Carlisle really likes about him but he's also a extremely capable three-point maker and that might be something that J.J. Barea does but Trey Burke does a little better. Maxi Kleber continues to be a, a mainstay in what they do. He had 11 points tonight. He played 23 minutes. Played some pretty solid defense. They didn't need to get much from him tonight, but you know, with both of their both of their stars down and already being thin in the front court, he had to play a little more than normal tonight. Um, and he would have played anyway, but definitely they don't have the luxury of just sitting him. So of course he got some burn, and he didn't look bad. Things didn't go uh, didn't go wrong at all. I mean, he was about on par for what he does most nights, and so um, today was no different. One of the one of the bigger surprises, though, is they started Justin Jackson, and maybe that was to kind of stagger the the front court with starting Bobin and bringing Maxi off the bench. You got to have some of your some of your front court has to come from somewhere other than the starting lineup, and they're already short in their main. And Dorian Finney Smith didn't play himself either so so Justin Jackson ended up getting the start and didn't score a ton at all had two points played 24 minutes and played some decent defense but he was a negative set he was a, a minus seven in the in the uh, plus minus category and so that's kind of indicative of him not playing a good game I don't think he played bad he just didn't really do much I mean watching the game he wasn't looking to shoot all that much. Um, he was just filling the lane, filling a role. He had five shot attempts, only made one. And most times, he's a little better from the field than that. He's not a big-time scorer anyway. He's just kind of a versatile wing 
that whatever you get from him on a nightly basis is a plus. He's a capable three-point shooter, and he can get to the basket, and he's a great slasher, um, or maybe I should say good slasher, but nonetheless, he's a serviceable um, serviceable wing guy. Just didn't really do a lot um, on paper tonight. But one guy that I it was a pleasant surprise to see was Michael Kidd Gilchrist. I mean, he doesn't play at all, but he's a guy that they could use. They could use his defensive presence. He should, they have, they will, I don't say, I don't want to say they have to, but it would be good if they find six to eight minutes a game for him just to come in and provide some relief on defense because he can guard some of the wings and he just has defensive ability that some of the guys on their roster just don't possess. And so you would think that they can find minutes for him somewhere. I know offensively his shot leaves a lot to be desired to say the least, but, um, but if he can somehow find his way in the rotation to at least play just, you know, a few minutes here and there, I mean, some type of lineup where he's in with all shooters or, you know, he's in with, um, you know, some guys that just get up and down and maybe there's just a, a fast paced game where he can be in the, in the open court because he can finish at the basket. You just don't want him shooting the ball much, but either way he should have an opportunity to come in and guard a guy like you know um paul george or Kawhi leonard or if they play denver then you know let him hound jamal murray a little bit or will barton just some of these bigger guards that some of their smaller guards just frankly don't have the ability consistently to make some of the um to make it tough on them like he can be disruptive um, let me take a second to let you know the support for Hoopball is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. I love it. Um, one of the greatest things about it is it's you have a 90-minute battery, which is which is all you can ask for if you're trying to, you know, get your groom on, and it also works in the shower. So you so you get bang for your buck on both ends. You don't have to be standing outside the shower or doing it in the mirror. You can shower, get clean, and get manscaped all at one time. Um, get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code HOOPBALL20. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. But yeah, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, it'll be interesting to see if him and Bobin can get some minutes in the playoffs. I know everyone shortens their rotations and not everyone's going to get minutes and you're going to basically get heavy minutes from the main contributors. But I think there will be situational moments where both of those guys can see the floor and should see the floor because they can they can be a helping hand in what the Mavericks are trying to accomplish, especially on the defensive end. Um, Michael K. Gilchrist's defensive abilities and spurts can be just as helpful as you bring in a guy who can hit two or three threes and get hot really quick. I mean, you, I, I mean, for the most part, every possession is valuable in the playoffs. So if you can get a few stops, um, why not just throw them in there to, to get a few fouls and, you know, make it, make it tough on a few guys. And then same thing for Bobin. I mean, even if you go zone, or you just put him on a guy who's not going to do a lot of moving around or doesn't shoot it a lot from the outside. Let him be in there and clog up the paint, get some rebounds, 
Um, and then on the offensive end, he'll just make it tough. I mean, he's a, a great offensive rebounder. He's always in the right spot. He's a load to deal with. So um, get him a few minutes to come in and improve himself and be a nuisance out there because a lot of times that's all you want. You just want a few good minutes from guys that don't typically um, play in the game. And so there was also a, a Josh Reeves sighting. And both of his baskets were off of backdoor uh, picks or backdoor cuts. I'm sorry. Um, haven't seen much of him. Haven't seen much of him these days, obviously for obvious reasons. With them, you know, already having a set roster and him being f- further down the um, down the roster. Anyway, so just another guy who hasn't seen the court a lot. Um, Antonio Cleveland as well. He had a, um, a cameo in today's game. But he only played three minutes as opposed to Josh playing 13. Um, but, yeah, today's game wasn't, wasn't much to, to, uh, to shout about, so to speak, because there was a lot of backups playing. There wasn't a lot of star power in this game. And neither team were concerned with the win-loss column. It was merely on the schedule. So somebody had to get some burn. And so these were the guys that did. And so... Um, as a as a hoop ball guy, I just want to make sure that you, that I delivered this news to you guys because uh, every game matters in terms of you know what's happening out there on the court. So I just want to make sure I'm there for you guys each and every game, and as much as I possibly can. Um, you can find me on Twitter at lb said it. That's l b s a i d i t, and I'll be on there. I didn't get a chance to do any live tweeting today um but obviously with that being a a game that was kind of a stinker in terms of us really what we got compared to last game um this game here wasn't wasn't one that was anything to shout about because again it wasn't nothing but the starters playing i mean um backups but tomorrow they got the Portland Trail Blazers, and everybody will probably be back at it. They play at 3.30 Pacific time on TNT. Portland needs this game. Dallas not so much, but I'm assuming that the Stars will be back because they were probably just sitting on the front end of a back-to-back. So it will be a good test again. Never know when you're going to bump into these teams, but everyone needs to get ready for the playoffs. Dallas is no different. So um, hopefully we'll see greatness on the court again tomorrow night. So um, good chatting with you guys. Hope everybody's staying safe. And um, we'll see you tomorrow. Go Mavs. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.